I'm Dennis Estopase of the Business Mirror, and this is the Brodoluk Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Table Tales Tuesdays, a segment of the Business Mirror Brotherlook Podcast that talks about agriculture and food. The Brotherlook Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. Today's episode focuses on the Marcos government's plan to impose additional taxes on food products, specifically sugar. This episode is based on the stories written by Business Mirror reporters Radi Sousa, Butch Fernandez, Jovi Marie de la Cruz, and Jasper Arcalas. For more stories on agriculture and food, please visit the Business Mirror website. For the print edition, please go to the Agriculture and Commodities section of the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Two weeks ago, the Marcos administration unveiled plans to charge additional taxes on food products a junk food tax, and increments in the sweetened beverage tax. In a statement issued in the evening of June 21, Finance Secretary Benjamin Chokno said the Departments of Finance and Health expect these new taxes would generate at least 76 billion pesos in additional state revenues. Secretary Jokno added that the tax package would also reduce the Philippines' consumption of food products deemed detrimental to their health, such as those leading to non-communicable diseases related to poor diet. Finance Secretary Jokno explained that the proposed tax program on junk food would impose 10 pesos per 100 grams or 10 pesos per 100 milliliters tax on prepackaged foods lacking nutritional value and those that contain nutritional levels exceeding the Department of Health's specified thresholds for fat salt, and sugar content. The proposed tax measure would cover confectionaries, snacks, desserts, and frozen confectionaries. Secretary Jokno was quoted in the statement as saying that the Department of Finance and the Department of Health are jointly pursuing a junk food and sweetened beverage tax as a proactive measure to tackle diabetes, obesity, and non-communicable diseases related to poor diet. Finance Secretary Jokno disclosed that his department plans to hike the current sweetened beverage tax regime to 12 pesos per liter, regardless of sweetener used. Secretary Jokno added that the tax rate will be indexed annually by 4% and exemptions will be eliminated to broaden the tax base. Finance Secretary Jokno said the increase in sugar tax aims to strengthen the effectiveness of the current tax regime by further discouraging the consumption of such beverages. Jokno said the implementation of the junk food and sweetened beverage tax package is projected to generate an additional 76 billion pesos during the first year. He added that the tax package is estimated to result in a 20% reduction in consumption of junk food. Finance Secretary Jokno explained that the incremental revenues from the new tax package would fund important socio-economic programs of the administration of President Marcos Jr., which includes the Department of Social Welfare and Development's Food Stamp Program. Secretary Jokno said this program will provide support to 1 million food-poor households to alleviate food insecurity and malnutrition. In the same day that Secretary Jokno issued this statement, Budget Secretary Amena Pangandaman also issued a statement saying, 
that one reason the proposed 2024 national budget rose to 5.768 trillion pesos was the foreseen implementation of the new tax measures on junk food and sugar-sweetened beverages next year. Budget Secretary Pangandaman said the Department of Finance is optimistic the tax measures would be passed within the year and would start generating additional government revenues in 2024. Because of this, the proposed 2024 national budget grew by 9.5% compared to this year's budget instead of the earlier projected hike of 9.2% year-on-year. Budget Secretary Pangandaman said the Marcos government's proposed budget for 2024 is 9.5% higher than this year's budget. For transparency, the Secretary said the increase should only be 9.2%. But during their Development Budget Coordination Committee meeting weeks ago, the Department of Finance was pushing for new revenue measures, which are the sugar and salt taxes. Budget Secretary Pangandaman said initially this would kick in, in in the year 2025, but what they did is they will advance it to the year 2024. The Secretary said when Congress opens, they have until the end of the year to push for the new revenue measures. However, the Marcos administration's push for additional taxes on food products didn't go well with some sectors. A consumer advocacy group echoed the opposition of sewer millers on the finance department's recommendation to levy additional taxes on high-sodium food products and sugary drinks. The group calling itself Bantay Palenque, or Market Guardians, issued a statement expressing opposition to the recommendation of Finance Secretary Jokin for new taxes. According to the group, any additional tax is an additional price burden. The statement quoted, Bantay Palenque convener Lester Kodog as saying that they know for a fact that many poor Filipinos rely on cheap instant noodles and canned goods due to the current economic situation. Bantay Palenque's Kodog said, how will Filipinos manage their meager budget if the government adds another 10 pesos on every 100 grams of affordable products that can help them ease hunger? A report on June 21 by state-run news outfit Philippine News Agency quoted Finance Secretary Jokno saying, The Departments of Finance and Health are jointly pursuing a junk food and sweetened beverage tax as a proactive measure to tackle diabetes, obesity, and non-communicable diseases related to poor diet. Bantay Palenque said while the health issues resulting from the consumption of junk food are unarguable, these, however, tied over many Filipinos from hunger. According to its convener, Kodog, there are other ways to approach this problem without adding another burden to the Philippine people. As for the need for revenue, Kodog said, they suggest that the government address the inefficiency in its tax collection first and plug the leaks in revenue collection. Bantay Palenque said it is also looking to propose ways for the government to subsidize healthy foods such as fruits and vegetables so that poor people will be able to afford more nutritious food. This could be a win-win situation for both the farmers and consumers, the Bantay Palenque group said, for the management of food prices and for health. It should be clarified, however, that the subsidy should come first before the government considers any new taxes on the poorest 
staple food, the organization said. Secretary Jokno's proposal to increase next year the sweetened beverage tax to 12 pesos, regardless of the type of sweetener used, has met opposition from the Philippine Sugar Millers Association. Instead of focusing on increasing taxes, the Department of Finance should prioritize the enforcement of existing laws to ensure compliance and fairness. Philippine Sugar Millers Association Executive Director Jesus Barrera was quoted in a statement. Barrera added that the additional revenue can be realized from the thorough enforcement of existing tax laws. Furthermore, what purpose does it serve to raise tax rates if there are individuals or companies that fail to adhere to them? Barrera asked. The Philippine Sugar Millers Association emphasizes that increased tax collection efficiency will not create an adverse impact on affected sectors, yet it will achieve the government's health and revenue objectives. The organization said the significance of an effective tax collection mechanism extends beyond public health concerns. According to the Philippine Sugar Millers Association, the significance of an effective tax collection mechanism extends beyond public health concerns. The organization said that an effective tax collection mechanism offers a reliable source of revenue for the government that is directed towards essential public services and reinforces public trust particularly in the aftermath of the pandemic as the economy recovers. In light of these concerns, the Philippine Sugar Miller Association urges the Department of Finance to reconsider its proposal and engage in a comprehensive dialogue with all stakeholders, including sugar millers, sugarcane farmers, and industry experts. Days later, Finance Secretary Benjamin Jokno dangled sugar imports to manufacturers who will be affected by the proposed expanded taxes on sugar-sweetened beverages. Secretary Jokno told reporters last June 26 he is willing to grant manufacturers more access to sugar supplies from abroad to cushion the impact of a higher tax base for sugar-sweetened beverages. Finance Secretary Jokno said he is aware that producers and sellers of sugary products subjected to the tax would object as it will raise the selling price of their products. Secretary Jokno said, knowing the big difference between the world price and the domestic price of sugar, which is a major input in the industry, then allowing the industry to import their own sugar requirement would reduce their cost of production. Secretary Jokno said, this is the quote-unquote sweetener or incentive for producers of sugary products to accept the broader, simpler tax on sugary products. Secretary Jokno said increasing manufacturers' access to sugar imports would not require the enactment of a measure into law, such as the Rice Trade Liberalization Law. The Finance Secretary said a presidential directive through the issuance of a sugar order would suffice. The Department of Finance chief defended the higher sugar tax proposal, saying it, quote-unquote, makes a good economic sense since it would simplify the system by applying a one uniform rate than dual rates on sweeteners. It achieves the proposal to make Filipinos live healthier and longer lives, Finance Secretary Jokno said. He added that in the long run, the proposal also reduces the cost to the government for providing health care for its people. Based on the proposal of the Department of Finance, the tax imposition on sweetened sugar beverages 
would be raised to 12 pesos per liter regardless of the sweetener used. Beverages using purely caloric sweeteners would be levied with 6 pesos per liter, while a higher 12 pesos per liter excise tax would be imposed on those using high fructose corn syrup. And exemptions to the present sugar-sweetened beverages tax regime would be eliminated. The Department of Finance cited as an example, three-in-one coffee mixes would now be covered by the expanded tax on sugar-sweetened beverages. Secretary Jogno said these measures aim to strengthen the effectiveness of the sweetened beverage tax by further discouraging the consumption of such beverages. The Department of Finance Secretary said these measures will help broaden the tax base and raise more taxes. From 2018 to 2022, the national government earned 213.6 billion pesos from the tax on sugar-sweetened beverages. Certain quarters have already voiced out their opposition against the proposal after Secretary Jokno made his proposal public. Secretary Jokno has claimed that the expanded sugar sweetened beverages tax, together with the proposed tax on junk foods, may add 76 billion pesos to the public coffers. The move to impose additional taxes on sugar came after the Sugar Regulatory Administration reported in the first week of June of a significant decline in the production of refined sugar this year. Pablo Luis Azcona, acting administrator and CEO of the Sugar Regulatory Administration, told reporters on June 6 that the sector is about 13% better on a month-on-month comparison based on last year's inventory on raw sugar. However, Azcona said that in 2022, there was a production in June. As Kona said this year, the 13% is better, but there was no June production. So, as Kona said, that is an alarming situation. As Kona said, the farmers need to keep their farm gate price at 60 pesos so that they will continue farming and they will continue to make a profitable business. Personally, he said he has been suggesting for a suggested retail price. As Con said, they can see the retail prices gradually going down with farm gate price since January going down by 60 pesos. Based on the price monitoring of the Department of Agriculture, refined sugar in Metro Manila retails from 86 pesos per kilogram to 110 pesos per kilogram compared to only 70 pesos per kilogram a year ago. The last time the Agriculture Department implemented an suggested retail price regime for agricultural goods was in November 2020, when the suggested price is 50 pesos per kilogram for refined sugar and 45 pesos per kilogram for brown sugar. The Sugar Regulatory Administration Board earlier lowered its sugar production estimates for this crop year, with shortfall to be addressed by the importation program and released in a calibrated manner to lower retail prices and protect farmers. Sugar Regulatory Administration Officer in Charge Ascona said the board is now projecting raw sugar production to reach 1.831 million metric tons for crop year 2022 to 2023. That figure is slightly lower than the pre-final crop estimate of 1.834 million metric tons released last December. 
In its pre-crop year estimate, sugar production was projected to reach 1.876 million metric tons. As Icona said that for this year, they are expecting a projected production of 1.831 million metric tons, but the demand is a lot more. As Icona said, they feel that the 440,000 metric tons is just right to cover this year's lack of sugar. This will cover from now until the beginning of the milling next year. Last week, a Federation of Sugar Producers appealed to President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. to set aside calls to allow industrial users to directly import their sugar needs as a concession to plans of increasing taxes on sugar-sweetened beverages. United Sugar Producers Federation President Manuela Mata said they are totally against the move to liberalize importation in favor of a few industrial users. Lamato said Department of Finance Secretary Benjamin Chokno wants to further enrich these industrial users, even knowing the move will kill the more than 5 million Filipinos dependent on the sugar industry. Lamata added, Secretary Jokno is reportedly bent only on raising taxes without thinking of its effects on sugar farmers. Lamata asked if Secretary Jokno is prepared to give livelihood to these 5 million industry stakeholders. Lamata argued that the finance secretary is ill-advised, adding that beyond the goal of raising taxes, the secretary should also think of the consumers or the general public will it also be affected as these industrial users will pass on the additional taxes to consumers. The United Sugar Producers Federation said they are hoping President Marcos will not favor this plan, which was proposed without consultation with the sugar industry. Lamato said they know that President Marcos's heart is with and for the farmers, as, quote-unquote, he has told us so, and we are calling for his intervention on this matter. Lamata accused Secretary Jokno as clearly, quote-unquote, anti-farmer. Finance Secretary Benjamin Jokno's proposal has yet to be prioritized by Congress. At the lower chamber, the chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means said the panel will hear proposals to update the motor vehicle users' charges rates, including provision earmarking revenues for local manufacturers of public utility jeepneys before it hears proposed taxes on salty and sugary food when session resumes after the President's second State of the Nation address. Congressman Joey Salceda said the tax panel will discuss the motor vehicle tax and the proposed luxury goods tax, which President Marcos already gave his support for, before they discuss proposals for junk food taxes. Congressman Salceda said lawmakers will discuss taxes that hit the rich first, as that is their constitutional duty. The lawmaker said he still have questions about the proposed tax increase on sweetened beverages and the proposal for salty food taxes. Congressman Salceda said he also wants to consider other options, including closing some of the tax exemptions to the sweetened beverage tax. The lawmaker also said the proposal to allow industrial users to directly import sugar in exchange for higher sugary drink taxes makes some sense from a gross value-added perspective. Congressman Salcedo said they also want to keep the jobs the industry subsector creates. 
He vowed to study the impact of these proposals on the local sector. Salcedo's stance is similar at the Senate as senators have no consensus yet on whether to consider or even prioritize a proposal by the executive to impose ostensibly for health and economic reasons a combination salt and sugar tax measure amid a tight fiscal space and rising cases in non-communicable diseases linked to poor nutrition. At least two senators indicated to the business mirror they are keeping a wait-and-see attitude on the twin moves to impose tax on snacks or junk food with high salt levels while increasing existing tax rates on sweetened beverages as mandated under the Tax Reform for Acceleration and Inclusion or TRAIN Law or Republic Act 10963. Minority Leader Senator Coco Pimentel said he is keeping an unquote open mind to the concept of imposing a so-called salt tax on junk food and hiking the existing tax on sweetened beverages. However, Senator Pimentel said he will watch closely the proposed rates to ensure these don't have the effect of quote-unquote killing businesses. In a radio interview two weekends ago, Senator Pimentel was asked to weigh in on, on whether he agreed that the proposal announced by Finance Secretary Jokno would yield health and economic benefits and if it was timely. Senator Pimentel said they are keeping an open mind on that because the tax proposal will definitely come from the administration. Senator Pimentel said he will track two things, the concept of the tax and the rate proposed. The senator said that the rate proposed must be reasonable and will not kill the business of manufacturing those products. The senator said, quote-unquote, We're just talking regulation here. The tax must not be so heavy that they or the manufacturers will be forced to close. And that is what is called reasonableness. Congressman Salceda said that he has in the past expressed support for keeping the jobs created by the sugar sector as a separate proposal, but without the tax side. Congressman Sassel said there is a need to study the impact of doing both at the same time as the country has a domestic sugar sector. The lawmaker said he is thinking of a similar system as Republic Act 7171, where tobacco-producing provinces now get more from their shares of excise tax than the tobacco they actually produce. Congressman Sassel said his committee and the Department of Finance will sit down on the modalities and the balancing acts first. To note, the list of agricultural commodities that the Philippines is importing in huge quantities has expanded based on pronouncements made by officials in recent years. Sugar, which used to be exported by the Philippines mostly to the United States, where it enjoys preferential tariffs, has joined the list of commodities that the Philippines purchases in bulk from abroad. The latest purchase order was made just months ago based on Sugar Order 6, that authorized traders to bring in as much as 440,000 metric tons of refined sugar. The country has not allocated any volume of sugar for export to the United States via the tariff rate quota scheme based on sugar orders for crop years 2021 to 2022 and 2022 to 2023. Prior to the start of the crop year for sugar, the Sugar Regulatory Administration issues 
Sugar Order 1, which details the allocation of sugar produced by local farmers. The last time the government allotted sugar for export to the United States was in crop year 2020 to 2021, when 7% of the country's output was classified as A. Apart from the fact that the country would have to stop supplying the United States market and prioritize domestic needs, output has not been enough to meet the Philippines' requirement for the Sweden. Aside from the 440,000 metric tons that the administration has allowed to import, the Marcos government has also approved the purchase of up to 150,000 metric tons of imports. A report from the state-run Philippine News Agency said the additional imports would prop up local stocks and stabilize domestic prices. The sugar sector has been asking for help from the government prior to the pandemic. Stakeholders in the sugar industry have been urging the government to implement tweaks in policies and increase its assistance to farmers who have struggled to produce enough of the sweetener in the face of rising production costs. The disruption in supply chain caused by the pandemic, as well as the conflict in Eastern Europe, worsened the many ills that the sector had to deal with. Despite grappling with a number of challenges, including low productivity, the sugar sector was able to meet the requirements of the domestic market based on data from the Sugar Regulatory Authority. Imports had been minimal, if not zero, as the sector was able to supply both the needs of industries and individual consumers. Because of this, prices were relatively stable and a kilo of sugar didn't have to cost nearly a fourth of a worker's daily minimum wage. Sugar may not be a staple food like rice, but it is used in making a number of food items that Filipinos purchase and consume on a fairly regular basis. These include bread, biscuits, and beverages like soft drinks and juices. It would do well for concerned agencies to implement policies that would allow the country to stop importing the sweetener in huge quantities and boost efforts to help the country become self-sufficient in sugar again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mirror Broader Look podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror at gmail.com with the subject line, BM Podcast. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of The Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emanuel Alcalas for the technical and sound editing. Until next time, this is Dennis Estopas of The Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered.